Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of DPH Clinical. Got the guys from Colorado Surgical Institute. What's happening to Heron Brisky? What up? Just chilling in Austin right now. It's like 104 degrees. I'm at like this little cousin retreat. So we have, last time we did it, it was eight adults and five children. And now it's eight adults and 11 children. The cousins are just having kids and getting together. And it's cool. They have a chicken coop out here. And so we let the chickens out and the chickens go and do their thing. And then we close it up at the end of the night. And he's like, in you know, this, this dude who lives in Austin was like, oh, yeah, sometimes there's snakes. There's rattlesnakes. And then if they're in the coop, it's just a gopher snake. Don't worry about it. And so I go in to close the chicken coop last night. And this freaking gopher snake is like moving and slithering around this like egg. So I close the door. And we texted the dude. And he's like, oh, yeah, just, just grab that guy. Get him out of there. He's going to eat the eggs. So this morning I go in, I find one of his cowboy hats. So I put on this cowboy hat. Everyone follows me. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, now I got to deliver. I'm like half scared. I'm just like, all right, I'm not going to be this like city boy who can't deal with a snake. So I go and I I grab this like little pitchfork thing they were using to prop open the fence. And I pin the snake down and I get him and I like toss him. I like throw, you know how you throw a ball for a golden retriever (laughs) over your shoulder? Like I take that thing and I just (laughs) launch that sucker out of there yo so that was my morning <laughs> i can just see you like accidentally stabbing the snake and all these kids are like crying and they're like oh my god oh, <laughs> we're eating snake for dinner dude so yeah. okay i had okay so i'm in illinois we don't have a lot of snakes like we got occasional just like a water moccasin in a pond or something like that but we have we garter snakes i don't know if you guys those but they're just little black and yellow things we had one in our garage. It had to be, it was like two feet. And I know there's people in snake areas of the country that are like, dude, that ain't a big snake. I know it's not a big snake, but that's like saying you're 22 is a good big guy. <laughs> so, but so like my girl's got three friends over and they just go out. And I just hear this, this shriek from the garage and I'm out there. They're like, get it. I'm like, how? I'm like, I don't want to touch it. And dude, I was, I, so I finally got it into a box. I just kind of laid up the cardboard box, Amazon box, and I kind of hit him with the broom, and he went in there, and I flipped it over, and I'm like, sweet. So then I go and put it in the street, and I'm just watching it sit there in the street, and I'm like, man, I don't like it in the street. Like, I, it needs to go away. Like, I got to kill this thing. And then I don't want to kill it. <laughs> so then I had to get it in the box again, and I drove it in my car, and I took it to, like, this pond by the supermarket, and I let it go. But, man, I the whole time in the car, I was just – I heard it just moving around. I'm just like, dude, this fucking thing, man. It was the, it was the scariest six-minute drive of my life. And if I show you the snake, you'll probably laugh at it. It probably was nothing like your <laughs> snake that was in the coop egg harvesting. <laughs> no but it's crazy like my blood pressure was like through the roof i was like looking at my apple watch i'm like oh, okay it's like i'm like running right now i think like physiologically speaking unless you like you deal with it all the time like some of these guys do who are listening to the podcast but if you don't deal with it all the time it's like physiologically it's just like yeah that's not good avoid that freaking thing Dude, even if it's small so like marlboro man like just chic cool like hee-haw <laughs> like girls you see that yeah, I, I did it in front of all the kids, and so like I, I was like the cool yeah. uncle. But your your dad's so cool. Well, I have a very similar yeah. story to yours, but I was definitely not as nice. Just uh, I was like, <laughs> die. There was a gardener snake in our garage, and I just heard my sister scream. Just same thing. So I went out, and then like, get it, get it, and I grabbed my hockey stick and I smashed it in half. <laughs> I cut it. <laughs> yeah, freaking primal. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. right. I was like, "Oh my god, this thing has to die." So I commend you for giving the. Dude, uh, they bite, man. Life. They do bite. 
I mean, it's not like a bad bite, but it's kind of scary when it happens. I remember getting bit by one when I was a kid. Like, they have yep. little tiny teeth, but they'll, they'll latch on. They'll leave with two little marks there. And Yeah, dude, if I get stung by a wasp, I don't no, like it. It's horrible. Man. Last time I got stung by a wasp, my whole forearm swelled up. I was golfing. I looked like Popeye. It's so bad for like two weeks, man. It was so bad. All right, what are we doing here? Okay, yeah, today we are going to talk about – we had to mellow it out a little bit after that bone harvesting episode. <laughs> Egg harvesting. Um, consultations. Like, how do we schedule this shit? Like, what does this look like in your guys' practice? How do you work this? What's the workflow of getting consultation, putting it in the schedule, and making it work in a GP practice? I think on a previous podcast, we kind of talked a little bit about marketing, but we didn't get into how to actually make it work within your schedule. Because a lot of us are GPs who are seeing patients and then doing consultations and then checking hygiene and trying to run a business all at the same time versus surgeons where they do surgery in the morning, consults in the afternoon, no hygiene. Way different scenario in terms of how you run your life and the stress level that's induced when you have consultations. And then two, as well, do you charge for consultations or you do them for free? I've done both. I charge for consultations, 50 bucks, and we had like phones were ringing, but the schedule wasn't filling up. Then we did free consultations and the schedule was filling up and the no-shows skyrocketed through the roof. And then we started to categorize the phone call as a red, yellow, green, and then giving consultation time to the green ones, giving like a half an hour CBCT spot to the yellows and reds, but putting them in different columns. So if you're yellow, you get the second column. If you're red, you get the fourth ghost column. We call it a ghost column because there's not a chair that exists for that. If they show up, we work them in. If there's time, we see them. If there's no time, it's like, okay, great. Thanks for coming for your free CBCT. The doctor will review this. Let's get you back on the schedule because they've made a commitment to show up. That's kind of like the high level of how we started to protect the schedule. Because as soon as you give stuff away for free, people will, they're not going to show up to their consultations. Can you talk about how you might classify the green, yellow, and red? I mean, on what basis? Is it just that the feeling of the phone call? How did you feel? How serious was this person? Yeah, it's just qualitative for the person taking it. So I guess maybe I'll go a step back. When we do the phone tree, when they call the office, we did, hey, one, if you're a new patient, two, if you're existing, three, if you're implants. Well, if they're implant consults, they're pressing one as a new patient. They're getting redirected to someone who's trying to take a new patient phone call. So then we changed the phone tree setup to one, if you're calling for implants, two, if you're a new patient, three, if you're existing, then the implant consultations will get routed to the one person who's responsible for that. And she has a completely different job. She fields implant consoles. She follows up on treatment. She is not sitting up in the front office dealing with reception stuff at all. There's no check-in, check-out stuff. She's just on this one job. So then you have a control factor for one person who knows how to kind of rate the call and then assign the green, yellow, red. And then at the same time, if they give a green to someone who's a red and that person shows up, you give them feedback and be like, oh, by the way, just go back and listen to that phone call. That's more of a red than a green. And then they calibrate accordingly. And then you find the right person for the job. I like the way the phone tree is set up like that, having that selection. If you're running Google ads for implants, right? And a patient calls your practice just trying to be a regular patient versus implant one, they don't really feel like it's an implant practice. So just having that little selection, even if in the beginning that it's routed to the same number, it's okay. <laughs> I can write my practice right now. It's a startup. I've actually only been functioning with two employees and it's been perfect. Like literally, I feel like the lowest overhead ever. And I just did like five arches last month. 
So my staff costs are like extremely low, but there's going to be a switch where that one and two selection, mine's opposite. Mine's just like revived dental than revived dental implant center. So it's like one and then two, but eventually that number will go to someone specifically as well. Right. Or that's more accustomed to it. Cause you don't want them fumbling with your lead. What if it's that new staff member sitting up front that's taking a phone call who just joined that day <laughs> or the day before, they just totally blow your console that you could have capitalized on and gotten in the door. Right. I like that as well. But eventually for most people, yeah, just route it to a phone number, right? And you just take the voicemail or that phone number could be your phone number, <laughs> right? That's what I was doing for a while. And I just started stopping answering on the weekends because I feel like it comes off a little bit too... Like if you're answering implant console phone calls on the weekends, I think it comes off a little bit like too needy. Yeah. Are you answering it as doctor? Yep. Yep. I was answering it as doctor just to try to get any lead that I possibly could. But I stopped doing that. And now I'm just having my one staff member up front who's freaking amazing. And she's aware of all my marketing stuff that I'm doing. Just taking those phone calls and yielding them for me. I would kind of feel the same. Like, I think it's kind of cool. Like, even if you just, like you said, even if you're not routing it somewhere, it's a nice opportunity to just tell the patient something special about your practice right in that phone tree. And I've never even considered that. That's kind of cool. I'm trying to think about how I would use it. Yeah. And even when they answer the phone call, like make sure they are saying it correctly, right? Just have them, you could just tell them maybe one thing that sets your practice apart, right? And that could be up to them. I like doing that. So I have three things that we go down. One thing we always do is what sets the practice apart. And for us, it's, hey, like we literally do everything at this practice, right? And then we do second, we always do something with edifying the doctor. So I let them pick. I sat down. We did a team meeting two weeks ago, and I let them pick what they were going to say about me. So we came up with two things. But yeah, just doing those phone calls and edifying everyone and edifying the doctor and telling them that they're in the right place as opposed to their last dental office. Ever since we started using Relevance Online Marketing, I could see a drastic improvement in our SEO. I mean, we are ranking so much higher when searching for dentists in our hometown. We are seeing more new patients and certainly someone you should give a, give a look at if you're considering new marketing companies. Just absolutely awesome. I would recommend Relevance to any practice owner who wants to see what proper marketing can do for their office. I want to thank Dr. Paul Etchinson for introducing me to Relevance Marketing. They've done a great job, very thorough. I'm happy with the results. Thank you guys for all of your help. We never truly realized how powerful this could be. It's really changed our business for the best. I think they're definitely worth every penny. Easy to communicate with, easily accessible, does what I ask, and even shows me some reports when things are going a little bit off track and what they're doing about it. You know, it's just a level of service I just haven't really received from other marketing agencies. Since we've been using Relevance, we've seen a tremendous growth in our business. I would recommend their services to just about anybody. Search engine optimization uh, and getting your ranking on Google to be the highest it can possibly be. The efforts uh, by Relevance and their team and the efforts and the things that they've done with the, uh, the SEO as well as the social media. Highly recommend it. So what are you waiting for? This is Dr. Paul Etchison telling you to get a free consultation with Relevance. As a listener of the podcast, you get the first month free and there is zero obligation to continue if you aren't blown away. Make this the year you grow your practice to the next level. Go to RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com to set up a free consultation. That's RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com. 
and make sure you listen to the phone calls and you have some kind of like quantitative score form. And then you can delegate it to someone to listen to the phone calls for you. And then you can give people feedback as well. It has to be an authentic phone call. That person cannot be oozing need. Like Dr. Brisky said, sales is tough for people. To make an instant connection with someone over the phone, like let's say you, you paid 50 bucks to make that one lead call, and that call could potentially be a $50,000 case where if your overhead is 50%, these are just rough numbers, that's 25 grand that that phone call is on, which is half of that person's salary for the year when you kind of amateurize out the whole thing. That's a very important phone call. And you need someone who's skilled at that, who doesn't come off like, oh, would you please come to our practice? We really, really need you. And they're not saying that verbatim. They're saying the words you said, but that's what they're saying with how they say it. And you can't have that projected over the phone. So really finding someone who's qualified on the phones is is important. And then it's like, okay, now this person needs to learn where to put and they grade the phone call and where to put them in the schedule. And so like we talked about, you know, you have a ghost column for your reds, right? I've been surprised, closed a couple of reds, like we closed maybe like 5% of reds. So one out of 20 times, they'll show up for the CT and we talk to them and they have a way. They have a friend or family member or someone who can help them out to do this. Someone in their family who really wants to see them do this. Or maybe they're just like a horrible phone call and there are someone who's primed and ready to go, right? You just don't know. You want to meet as many people as possible. It's the law of numbers at this point. When it comes to full arch and implants and surgery, it's just getting them in meeting them. And then you can do some things ahead of time to pre-qualify them. There's a, I don't know the company I can find out for you. My office manager. What's it called? iSoftPull. iSoftPull. Yeah. So I don't know what we pay for it, but basically you can just do a soft credit check on people. You just gather a little bit of information from them when they do the phone call, and then you can run the credit score. Now it's not always a hundred percent accurate. It may tell you someone has a low credit when they really don't, But if it tells you someone has a high credit, they typically do. And so at least you can help determine more greens via this way. And then you schedule your greens for an hour and a half in your second column, where it's a non-productive column or third column, whatever it is in your practice. And so when they show up, they have time allocated for long conversations, full examinations, good doctor time, rapport building, all of the above. Because what Dune just said about that soft credit pool is that really important too. That's a good one because you could use it in so many different categories because you could have someone that doesn't have a good credit score, right? And you're like, oh, you know, this is a red console. I'm not even going to see them. Who cares, right? But what if you just had a conversation with them and said, hey, do you have a loved one that you want to bring with you, right? And that could be someone that is literally just doing the signage of their loan with them. These are just such little things because they could get qualified on their loan with like lending club, even if they don't have a credit score and they could just have a co-signer, right? So just encouraging them to bring the person in the relationship who makes the decision. So it's the guy calling his little credit score, like, hey, maybe you should bring your wife. <laughs> or if it's a single woman and maybe she needs a family member there or a co-signer like her mom or dad or someone there to come with them to do more information on the loan, right? So that way you're exhausting all the options while they're actually in the chair instead of having to rebook them for two, three, four financial arrangement conversations. Do you guys suggest they always bring their spouse? I've heard some people do that. Ideally, yeah. I need to go back and revamp that part because I think we got away from saying that on the phone. That's such a huge, huge thing. It's like, for me, if I'm going to drop 50 grand on myself, I'm like, dude, I don't really know. But my wife would be there saying like, hey, like you should. Like, yeah, do this for yourself, right? 
So like having someone else who cares about you there, encouraging this and, and giving you permission almost to do that is a big thing too. And I always recommend like saying, hey, like the doctor recommends you bring someone with the visit. I've had a staff member already in the past, like ask me because the patient got a little snippy when we said, hey, you should bring someone with you. They're almost like, oh, that's offensive. Like maybe I, what I, you're saying I can't make decisions for myself. So <laughs> I have my, my front desk now say the doctor recommends that you bring your loved one with you to the visit rather than just having the person say it because they could get a little snippy. I've seen it a bunch of times. I think it would be good since Brisky, you were answering your phone for a little bit that if you just like answer the phone for me and I pretend I'm a patient and Tahir tells if this is a red, green or yellow consult. It's your phone, Brisky. Dr. Brisky. This is Dr. Brisky at Revive Dental. Who am I speaking with? Hey, uh, this is Paul. I heard you've got these really, really good Selvin bone grinders. I need to get my bone grinded. <laughs> <laughs> sure, this is not a Saturday conversation. <laughs> okay, to hair, red, green, or yellow? What was that? <laughs> green, green, yeah, green, 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 green. Yeah. all the way. Yeah, he's all ready. Right. Love is in there. <laughs> all right, good. See, we got the bone grinding joke in there. We we made it work. All right, good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we stuck the landing. All right. All right, Tahir, take us up. Dune's really good at the lead tracking stuff. I think that's a differentiator in practices or even with marketing and styles, right? Because anyone can do Google ads for you, but how do you track those things, right? Like, how do you actually find out who's coming in and who's coming out and actually schedule the follow-up for these patients, right? Because I feel like most practices... We'll see a patient, they have no idea when the last time they talk with them. But do really good at this part. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. One thing we do is when we get their information, because so many people no show, you get an email, you get a phone number, you get their name. Maybe there's a couple other bits of information, but a good email and a good phone number. Because what you need to do is you're going to have your marketing campaign set up where now you can drip marketing messages to them every once in a while. When they're a new patient and they're scheduled, you can auto text them a link to you doing some interview on the wellness hour with Randy Alvarez. And a lot of guys who do full arch go record with Randy. I don't know if you guys get a discount. If you guys say you're from Colorado surgical Institute or not, I'm just not aware of it, but either way, both Dr. Brisk and myself have recorded with Randy. It's a nice like 28 minute spot that we can run on TV. Or if you decide like, Hey, look, TV ad time in San Francisco and Manhattan is too expensive for my practice. I'm not going to drop seven grand for a half an hour spot. Just take that and use it on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and on social and all of that. You can text it to your new patient and say, by the way, this is some information for you to have ahead of time. This is Dr. Brisky talking about all the cool stuff he does. And he was showcased on the wellness hour with Randy Alvarez. So you're edifying yourself at the same time as educating. But let's say the patient doesn't schedule. Well, they can still get that same email and follow up. They can get a before and after picture and a testimonial follow up the next month, so on and so forth. It's called the drip campaign, but you can basically set them up in that. And so the person who takes the phone call should have an Excel document or whatever document you want to create where they have the patient's name, all the information down and can record phone numbers and emails and tracking and like follow it up week one, follow it up week two, follow it up month two, follow it up, so on and so forth. And then you just know when to inactivate essentially someone from your Excel follow-up sheet. Well, what do you do for offices that have that person that's going to do the follow-up, that's going to be that treatment coordinator, that's going to field that phone call? I'm just wondering, if is there any kind of like incentivized compensation? 
for that person. Like Dune and I worked together for like over four years, right? So we went through so many different iterations of this topic. But I think the one that worked out well was, I think, is it one or 2% of the fee I think he's doing? And so the one that's doing the phone calls is not getting anything. It's just an hourly employee, right? But the one that's actually doing the hard work, which is when they're sitting down with the patient and going through with the patient, with the financing, all the cases, the consents, all that stuff, that's the one that Dune rewards at his practice specifically. And Dune, what are you doing for Rose now? Is it like 1% or 2%? So this is a slippery slope, and I'm happy she doesn't listen to my podcast anymore. But <laughs> Yeah, you got to be careful. I do 1% of collections. 1% of collections. So if there's a financial arrangement, it's 1% of the money the practice has collected. You don't prepay for anything. And then if there's like proceed finance and you pay and proceed, it gets a lot of cases financed for us in our practice, but there's a pretty high interest rate with it. If the patient has a low credit score, if their credit score is good, like, I mean, dude, it's a no brainer all day long, but I don't pay 1% of 25 grand. I do 1% of 25 grand minus the IV sedation cost. If I have a CRNA minus the financing fee for a financing company, because it's actual dollars that are coming into the practice versus some of these other things. So I'll do 1% of that. But this is for someone who used to be in my office manager and was so critical that I took her out of that important role and I gave her this role because the revenue through this procedure is huge. Up and until then, you can incentivize in different ways. I would recommend not doing anything that's irreversible. Spot bonuses are very nice. Like, hey, you closed five cases this month. Here's an extra 500 bucks in cash or gift cards, whatever state rule or whatever shit you have to deal with. But that way it leaves it open-ended because when they do six, they're not having their hand out waiting for 500 bucks again. Rose has been with me long enough where she has something contractual in place. If you're starting off, just buyer beware. No, you cannot unring the bell on that offer. Yeah, it's a good point. All right, cool. If anyone wants some information on you guys or the courses you guys are doing, Colorado Surgical Institute, you know, you guys got your full arch stuff coming up. Just check out the website. And people have been reaching out to me and I, I know you guys get it too. Just great feedback from everything you guys are doing. And I know you guys are refining your courses and, and making them better based on what people are saying. But yeah, man, I recommend anybody go hang out with Brisky and Tahir. Great people. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, man. Cool. Thank you, man. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dune from Colorado Surgical Institute. Just wanted to give you guys a shout out and let you know about the program. We have full arch surgeries, we have lateral sinus lifts, we have block grafting courses, all done in one weekend with the whole digital workflow with photogametry units, scanners, 3D printers, milling, you name it, anything regarded to full arch, we cover in depth. We also have a PGCA course. What that is, it's the Postgraduate Clinical Accelerator course where we are going to be covering wisdom teeth, single implants, and it can be complex single implants with vertical sinus lifts. We'll also be covering full arch extractions with ridge reduction, bone grafting, PRP, suturing, and we also will have a course on socket preservation. So if you guys are interested in any of those courses, please reach out to us at Colorado Surgical Institute. The code is he-